I love microdosing. I love microdosing. Yesterday, I needed to go practice my drums and I popped a little microdose gummy and I'll tell you what happened. I drummed for about a good two hours. That's fabulous. Yeah. I was looking at our new roof, hoping that it wasn't going to leak and I got some anxiety about it. So I thought, you know what? I'm going to take a gummy just to calm down so I can go to sleep and not worry about this. And I did and I had a great night's sleep and I woke up and there was no leak. I've noticed a change in you for the, a positive change. I like to hear that. Yeah. I feel like your mood is like very centered. I'm sleeping much better. Microdose gummies deliver perfect entry-level doses of THC that help you feel just that right amount of good. And you can get 30% off your first order plus free shipping today at microdose.com promo code pants. It's available nationwide. That's microdose.com promo code pants for 30% off and free shipping. Microdose.com promo code pants. You know, some people enjoy composing their own music, chord by chord, and others are happiest when they come across that one perfect song. Work is not a lot different than that. Whether you prefer building your own workflow or using a pre-made template, with Monday.com, you and the team can work in a way that's comfortable for everyone. Tap the banner to go to Monday.com and build your own amazing workflow or find an awesome template. No judgment. I can't wait to get this girl on the phone, or actually on the Zoom. I know. It's our dear, dear, dear friend. Yes. It's like a sister. And I feel like for some people, it's going to feel like she came back to life. Meanwhile, she's been alive and well, living with her family for the last 12, 13 years. It's like a resurrection. But it is a resurrection for the people who are listening because... Yeah, like the rock is rolling away and she's going to come out and say, whoa. <laughs> <laughs> it's like a second coming. Well, let's get her on the horn. Let's do it. What come on. What are we for? waiting for? There she is. Where? There she is. I see her right there. There you are. I can't hear you, Mama. Erin, <laughs> she looks a little. <laughs> She's like frozen. She... <laughs> <laughs> Hi. Oh my God. Erin, <laughs> you're frozen in the funniest position. <laughs> I love your glasses. Hi, guys. Erin, we're so happy you're here with us today. Erin. How the fuck are you? We were just saying it's almost like, I don't want to compare you to Jesus, but I'm going to go ahead and do that today. <laughs> it kind of feels like you just came back to life. I, I kind of am starting to feel that way, to be perfectly honest. I feel like I've been hiding for the past five months. So <laughs> Has that happened to you more than once? I feel like I'm starting to come out of my bubble. <laughs> this is a bad connection. I hate Zoom. Oh, I hate Zoom. And Kate, you've been frozen the whole time. Oh, I'm like sure. This. <laughs> <laughs> look at you. You're in the sunshine. <laughs> you look like you're a 70s music producer right now. You're like, take it again, kids. I like your iridescent uh, headphones. Oh, my God. So these headphones are my daughter's headphones. My daughter just turned eight. So, yeah, I'm... I'm hold on. Hold on. Wait, wait. She's eight? That's she's eight. insane. I remember holding her when she was two months old. Yeah, she's eight. How is she eight? What happened? Well, she aged. She 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 grew up and became super 
sassy. Oh, I bet she did. Go figure. Well, if she's eight, that means we're all eight years older, which is terrifying. Right? Go figure that she's sarcastic and sassy. I wonder where she gets that. How you been? Hi. Hi, guys. Hi. I've been I've been pretty good. Just, you know, like hold up like everybody else. And I have to admit, like I, I've fully leaned into this sort of antisocial side of myself. So I, I've really enjoyed not doing anything. I got to say, this time last year... Right around this time last year, you had come to visit us on set. It was literally right around this time. That feels like worlds away. No way. Was it yep. really? Yep. Hot. We all could hug each other. Yeah, and we did. I weighed 15 pounds less. <laughs> yes. Do you believe that? It's been a year. That's insane. Well, I, you know, the, it's funny because the past five months feel like five years. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it does. It seems like a whole world away. That's ridiculous. Oh, my God. Remember how fun that. that was because we were we just sent you an address? That was so much fun. We sent you an address and we said, just yes. show up here. And you were like, what is it? And we're like, don't ask any questions. It was very cryptic. It was awesome. But I had, a, I had a feeling because, of course, they'd sent me something about using permission or getting permission to use my, oh, see, there are the kids, um, to use my name and face and whatever. And I was like, what? What's going on? They did? Oh, so all the protocols were kind of ruining the surprise then. They, well, yeah, they had to because I think you guys used pictures of me in that episode uh, and then but that's all I knew yeah I didn't know what it was but then I pulled up obviously in my little car and I was like holy shit there it was Dana's that's amazing that was so much fun I want to get right into something because like get into let's it let's just get let's just go let's just go right girl you into just, it come on leash how I mean you and I have talked about this or the three of us have talked about this to nausea yeah. but Let's talk about all the funny and realistic ways Dana could come back. Because Dana should never have left. And although she's in the great beyond, yep, right. there's so many ways that she could come back. Do you have any really good ones you'd like to pitch everybody? Right. Let's go. What do you got? Of, of course. Of course. I, I had Or ones that you thought of in the last 10 years. The one that I thought of a while back, which is kind of interesting, especially right now, given everything that's going on politically, was that there's this woman that works for Move On... Dot org or whatever, right? She's she's an activist. Alice is totally infatuated with her and is falling in love with her. And everybody's like, do you not see it? Like, she looks just like Dana. <laughs> and that would be me. She looks just like Dana. Yes. She looks just like Dana. Yes. Okay, okay. Yeah, you're the only one who doesn't see it. I'm the only one who doesn't see it. And so I would play that part and I'd pop in some color contacts and dye my hair and the whole thing. And, and you know, I, I weighed like three pounds when I did the show. So, you know, given my age and, you know, perimenopause, I've gained tons of weight. So I look completely different. What about your personality, though? Would It would have nothing. You would be nothing like Dana. Personality wise. Nope. She'd be similar. Confident and sarcastic. Personality wise. Exactly. Super confident, super sarcastic, a total leader, but has her own insecurities. But she can get a joke and tell a joke. But, you know, none of this, like, goofiness. Because for Alice to be drawn to you, if she didn't realize you looked exactly like Dana, you would have to have those qualities that were so great about the two of them, Right. right? Something that rang true. Sure. There would be a warmth to this character. Sure separate from the powerhouse that she is in her normal work life so you you would see that so there was there was there was that that i had sort of dreamed up at one point and then there was the whole <laughs> i call it the john goodman which is when they brought roseanne back 
<laughs> which is now changed names, but whatever. They just kind of ignored the fact that he died in the first iteration of the show. And then when they brought the show back, they were like, and there he is. I mean, the thing is, it's television. Well, yeah, but with this, the fact that we already have a season under our belts, right? I like the idea of the powerhouse who looks like Dana. I'm into that. Right. Very much. Who looks like her and, and everybody's like, Alice, do you really? How could she not get this? Like, really? You don't see Bet it? Bet and Shane are looking at each other okay. saying, why, why does she not get this? We picked up on it the second we laid eyes on yeah. her. Yeah. But okay. But that's fine. You know, whatever works for her. If it makes her comfortable, that's fine. It would but. be really funny if your character really liked to watch tennis on television. <laughs> or actually, it'd be great if she hated tennis and she thought it was incredibly oh, boring. Oh, yeah, that's better. She hated tennis, <laughs> but she liked golf. Yes. She likes golf. <laughs> I know. Ew. She liked golf, but she kind of hid that fact because nobody really likes to watch golf, but she actually does. She finds it meditative and relaxing. Aaron. You know, I think, I think that's, that's, there it is right there. Aaron, we've talked about this ad nauseum, but I have to say, I'd love to reflect <laughs> on the times when I first met you because not only did you intimidate me because you're striking, but you're sense of humor had me on the floor (laughs) like from the first day I met you you had the best sense of humor you're one of the wittiest people I know yeah like under your breath if like just we could hear it you'll say something that like makes it slays you yeah you have that kind of wit slays (laughs) there was some question recently we got asked about Blackpool and I automatically (laughs) thought of you because you made that trip so memorable <laughs> with all of your comments. I would love to say it was a beautiful part of England, but I can't. Have you been outside? <laughs> have you been outside? You don't have to. It's okay. Uh, <laughs> um, also, like when we were on the cruise ship, like that whole time, the week on the cruise ship. Yeah. Remember when we had our own personal cops and you and I <laughs> took them out to dinner? We went on a double date with our cops. <laughs> Yes, of course. <laughs> like they gave us security. Did you try to sneak away from your cops? No, we had we had great cops. No, we loved our cops. They gave they gave each of us security. It was basically security. women on yeah. the cruise that are police officers, and they were on vacation, and they volunteered to be our security, like our right. handlers. Which is so funny because the show had barely it didn't even had it come out yet. Who knows. Anyway, no, it did. We were, we were like, we had been on for like a it year. It had come out. But those yeah. women were incredible. Yeah. Remember them? They were awesome. We loved ours. And we were like, you know, we were like, do you guys feel like going out for dinner? We did. We on like a double date. We did. We took them out for steaks, I think, or something like that. That's cute. Yeah. yeah. The fancy restaurant on the, the ship. The fancy restaurant on the ship. Oh my God. At one point I was like, that's ridiculous. I don't need security. I'm Aaron from St. Louis. Like, whatever. I'm going to go buy myself a journal at the gift shop. And I went downstairs to the gift shop, and I realized why we had security. So I was, I, I, they were like, hi, can you sign this? I'm like, oh my God, I'm never, I'm never leaving here. I'm going to age in the gift shop. Didn't you get seasick too? Yeah. So seasick. I get so we were all eating green apples and crackers, saltine crackers. Oh, I get so, so seasick. I was on Dramamine. I had the pressure point bracelets. I was eating ginger. I don't even like ginger. I was. We were shooting a scene in the, the big dining area of that episode uh, of the ship. And it was like in the... At the dining table. Right, at the dining table with the actual yes. captain of the ship. Yeah. And I was like, I'm going to barf. 
I, I, I need air. And everybody on the crew was like, no, it's all right. Let's just keep going. Let's just keep going. And the captain stood up and was like, let her get some air. This is a real thing. I can tell by the look on her face, she's going to puke. So and did you? Captain, no, but the captain walked me outside so I could get some air. So thank God the captain realized that I was, as Wayne's World would say, going to hurl. I mean, he would know. He would know. He would listen, know. listen, if I recall that night, because I believe I was in that scene as I'm well. I'm sure you were, yeah. That night there was a storm that had hit. Yes. And so the boat was rocking. Yes. Insanely. It was insane. Back and forth. And it was, it wasn't back and forth. It was like, wah. And yeah, was, yeah, yeah, yeah. It was like slow. side to side. But I recall like watching the the all the silverware and the glasses on the table kind of slide off and everyone was like bracing themselves every yes. time they moved. Yes. That was Why do I have that memory? Because it happened. Because it was real. Yeah. Because yeah. <laughs> it happened. <laughs> Kate and I talk a lot about if the L word were being cast today, oh. that neither one of us would be cast in the roles that we have. <laughs> so I don't think any of us would be would have been cast in the roles we were in if this was to be done now why i just don't think i think we it was a different time and i don't know how the hell we got these roles but we got them and yeah my question to you is did they ever ask you like anything about your abilities with tennis no (laughs) (laughs) no (laughs) so that wasn't a requirement no like I used to play as a teenager. nothing nothing like who cares they were like who cares we'll figure it out because you were the worst. The worst. Player oh, uh, no. I've that we've ever, ever seen. seen. I, I, I literally went and got a coach and was like, hi, I have three weeks to learn how to look like a pro. <laughs> and he was like, okay. And, and we did what we called TV tennis. I had my form down and I could do the jumps and look like, you know, Serena Williams and the whole thing. But I had absolutely no control over the ball whatsoever. As you know. I know. Because you hit them in our direction when we sat in the audience. Everyone was ducking. Everybody. Everybody. That day at work, I'll never forget. That oh, was so funny. I don't know how they kept the makeup on our faces. Because every time they had to, like, shoot our side and we were watching this, there was nothing funnier. I mean, the valet guy oh. in the parking structure outside of this tennis court was getting reamed with balls. You couldn't hit it anywhere. I could hit it everywhere it wasn't supposed to go. Yeah, (laughs) exactly. I could, by the time we were like halfway through shooting that scene, you know, it was long enough ago that we didn't have, like everybody didn't have an iPhone, you know, and we couldn't record it, which is such a shame because this was one of the funniest things I've ever seen. Literally, I'm on one side of the net. Crew is on the other side of the net. We've got the camera covered in Fernie pads. We've got the focus puller literally wearing a shield. The DP's got a helmet on and everybody is like (laughs) guarding themselves. And the only thing that's showing is the lens of the camera. At which point, every time I hit it, they're trying not to put their hand in front of the lens because God forbid I actually hit the ball. where it's supposed to go. There's no way. I think they realized that. Well, I think I actually hit the focus puller in the head, which is why he put on a shield. But talk about movie magic. I mean, they made you look like... No, no, no. They made you look like a pro. A pro. But that was the thing. So I I worked with this, this tennis pro, and I could make it look like I knew what I was doing to the point where there were tennis players 
you know, critiquing my form and stuff on online. They were like, well, your backhand's a little, and I was like, you have no idea. My backhand. <laughs> so how, what parts did they teach you that look, made you, was it like the way you squat or like get ready to like receive the ball or something? Yeah, it, it was the squatting and the crouching, the way you swing, the way you follow through. I think the, you had a pretty good backhand, actually. You would have good fake backhand. I did. Am I wrong? No, I did. <laughs> a good fake backhand. My, my fake backhand was a Amazing. My my fake backhand is actually still really good. I still have very little control over where the ball goes. And they put you in slow mo too. Oh yeah. To maybe mask the lack of finesse. <laughs> mask the ability. Oh, that would be a, that'd be clever. I mean, you you played a great fake tennis player. You really a great did. Fake lesbian. Yeah, you did. You really. Well, you know, swooped in and nailed that part. It's called acting. Well, you were very good at it. Thank you. Thanks. And we had a blast together all of the um, uh, nights we went out to dinner and you introduced us to a 10-course French meal of course I did. that lasts about seven hours. Oh, you taught us how to eat. I think I lived on carrots and peanut butter before you showed up <laughs> in my life. And then all of a sudden I was sitting there for like four hours at a dinner like, there's another thing coming. Oh, my God. You're like, I didn't realize foie gras could be prepared in so many different and, they, and then you would get up. You you all smoked. Uh-huh. Here's the funny thing. Everyone in the cast smoked but me. So you would all get mm-hmm. up between every course to go outside and smoke. And I was, for years, I was the only one sitting at the table the whole time. So you actually had to just sit there. And you didn't have an iPhone to entertain you. Yeah. So it was like, <laughs> like hey, Jack. <laughs> yeah, how you, yeah, they're out there smoking. What was the name of the chef? Feeny? Rob? I don't know. Only you. Only you would know. I I remember the chef from Chiapino, the Italian restaurant. Oh, he was awesome. The other place we frequented. Chiapino was awesome. Wasn't that Chiapino? Yeah. Aaron, remember when you had bought a loft in Vancouver and you came back a couple years later to sell it and you were in town for a weekend and you and I spent the weekend (laughs) together and we got to hang out with Anthony Bourdain. Do you remember? I remember. Oh my God, that was amazing. I was so insanely starstruck. I couldn't. You were totally starstruck. I'd never seen you starstruck. Wait, when did that? What are you guys talking about? Where was I? You were back in LA or you were doing Uh Uh-huh Her. You were doing something. Like the show was over. No, we were filming. Yeah, you guys were filming. Kate and I went out. It wasn't just Anthony Bourdain. It was Anthony Bourdain and Vidge from Vidge's and And Pino Pino from Chia Pino's. All of the hot restaurants, all of the chefs of that, of the, all the hot chefs. And he was filming... What was he filming? Kitchen Confidential? Maybe they were scouting. But there were two producers. For no reservations. Oh, that's what it was. And he was like, come sit down with us. And we sat down. I was totally ignorant at the time. I had never read Bourdain's books. I didn't really know who he was. So I just sat there and talked to him. And Kate was like, uh, uh, uh. I was dying the whole yeah, time. Yeah, I mean, I was like, dying. I was like, I, you know, I was smoking at the time. I was like, I'm going to go outside and have a cigarette. And so Bourdain came outside. We went out to have a cigarette. We all went outside to have a cigarette. And we smoked a cigarette with Anthony Bourdain. And I couldn't believe the reality that was happening. And if I had been there, I would have been talking to Pino and Vidge. You would have. Left. You would have. Or they would have. <laughs> and you would have been talking to, you know, the waiters. Hey, guys. Of course. Isn't that crazy? Isn't that wild? I never heard that story, you guys. That's crazy. Are you serious? No, I told you. You just forgot. I've never heard it. No, no. Dory, you forgot. No. I forgot. I guarantee you, you came back from that weekend doing whatever it was you were doing. Agree to disagree. And I said, one, you missed Aaron. And two, we met Anthony Bourdain. Right. I guarantee you. And you you. were like, you don't know Kitchen Confidential? I probably just heard Aaron. Oh, I love you. (laughs) I understand. People, you know. Yes. Hierarchy. Iconic. Iconic. We had fun in Vancouver. 
We were at camp. We had Canadian camp. Yeah. We had Canadian we camp. It was amazing. It was like going back for three sessions every summer. Oh. It was amazing. It was great. And we were young and we were... We're still young. We're still young. We were younger. I I have a whole new take on this. I, I've realized, for, I think from listening to these podcasts that I've, I really talk, like, I say that we're old all the time and I'm like, what is that weird take I have on the whole thing? We're so young. Yeah. Yeah, we are. We're still young. Guys, we're young. We are yeah. young. No. Okay. It's not healthy. Let's stop. I'm not talking like that anymore. It's over. Okay. I'm a spring chicken. And so are you. We all age, right? We age from the minute we're born. Mm. What? Well, she's right. We do. We start aging from the minute we're born. I mean, I'm kidding. We do. We start aging the minute we're born. So we're aging our entire lives, but our lives go on for a very long time. So where we're at in our lives right now, I mean, we're actually at the point now where we can appreciate our lives. Yes. Because, you know, until you're like... A hundred percent. Until you're like 30, I mean, they say youth is wasted on the young and there's cliche for a reason. Now we're at the point in our lives where we can totally appreciate what we've got. So we're young in the sense that, oh my God, we get to be totally self-aware for the rest of our lives, which is actually extensive, Knockwood. Yes. But... So that means when we were all in Canada together, we were... We were babies. 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 I mean... And it was so much fun. Oh, my God. I think I was even the youngest in the cast, <laughs> wasn't I? I was the youngest, wasn't I? You were I? the youngest. She loves to say this, Erin, all the time. I don't say this. You guys like to make... You're still the youngest. You're like, I was 20... 20- and every time you go younger and younger, you're like, I think I was like oh, 21. Oh, bullshit, Leisha. I can't tell you. From the moment I met Leisha, she was always saying to me, oh my God, can you please just turn 30 already? That, Meanwhile, so. I had a few years. I did. That was important okay. to me. I wasn't 30 yet either. So you were, you were up my ass about aging and trying to catch up. So don't, so, so you made me aware that I was the youngest. I wasn't 30 either. Okay. You weren't 30. You're, you, you turned 30 after we shot the pilot. I was 29. I was 29 too. I was 29 when we shot the pilot. Maybe I was 28. I I was 24. I don't remember. Check that out. Oh my gosh, so funny. See, see, check that out. See, she gets so cocky. <laughs> I don't get cocky. You two, no, actually not, not Aaron. Leisha, you'd love to tell, make me aware that I was the youngest and that I had to catch That's up. That's so funny. That's why I'm saying I was the youngest. Oh, it was like a maturity thing? No, it was more so you didn't, so more so you... Feel old? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> But see, you don't ever catch up. I'm still older than you. Well, I tried to tell you that in the moment, but you didn't want to listen to me. It's not like kids. <laughs> oh my God, that's funny. I used to say, Leisha, I can't do anything about it. And you're like, you know, you could like speed it up a I bit. I'm like, you know. <sighs> I'm just saying. I'll never forget it. That's why I know I'm right. I remember when I first got to the production office the first time we were shooting the pilot. And Leisha, I think you and I sat next to each other on the plane, didn't we? You think? Of course. Yes, we did. Because I was like, who's this supermodel? And I can't believe they cast supermodels. And why am I? What? How, how did I get on this? God bless you. I swear to God. <laughs> and then I opened my mouth. <laughs> and you were like, oh. No, I thought you were so, you were so talkative. I was, no, you were so nice. Because I would have just sat there in silence, all nervous. And you were like, what's your name? Where are you from? Who are you? Let's go. Let's talk. <laughs> You do everything about me by the end. I'm going to go with Leisha because when I met Aaron um, at the production office, I thought the same thing. It's like, what is Cindy yeah. Crawford's younger sister doing uh-huh. in this office? And why am God I... God bless you. Why, why do I have to stand next to her? She's so intimidating. Oh my God, that's so funny. 
we hit it off instantly. And Aaron, you and I went out that first night and got drinks at the hotel bar. Yes. Because you were like, hey, you want to get a drink? You were like, like, yeah, yeah, sure. I was living in New York at the time. So I was used to late nights and like last minute plans. And so I was in that mentality and you were like, yeah, let's go get a drink. And then instantly hit it off. Well, I was intimidated as hell by you, Kate. I was like, I saw you, you were in a different office. And I was like, oh, that's, that's Shane. Okay. All right. She's like way cool. And you have to understand, like, there's a reason why they wrote Dana as like goofy and secure and nerdy as she is. Cause right here, that's who I am. <laughs> you brought a, a, a genuine innocence to that character. That oh yeah. Only you could bring. Cause you're goofy and you. But and I you- am. I'm goofy and I'm. You're so goofy. I am who I am, you know? Like, and that's. But the three of us, what, I don't know if people know this, but we were, our three characters were like the Greek Greek chorus chorus. of the entire first season. (laughs) So we had so much time off. We had so much time off. We spent so much time together. Oh, we had so much fun. We would take the dogs to the beach and then we would go to. I practically lived at your house, Erin. I would be there all the time. Well, you guys lived next door, didn't you? Or I lived down the street. They, Leisha and Mia lived next door. Oh, that's right. But Mia was working all the time because she, she was, was a lead, lead character. character. I was like, oh, are you going off to work again? Okay, have fun. <laughs> I'll see you next week. You're like, okay, have fun. Bye. We're going to go grab some lunch. Yeah, we're going to get a sailboat today. Yes. I don't know. Maybe go for a hike. <laughs> when we did have our scenes to do i give credit to all three of us we would meet up and we would rehearse oh that's really cute with our three lines remember that and we would do everything we could to make the scene pop you had oh my god aaron you told you taught me how to um break down a script so we went to like the office supply store mm -hmm, and we got yeah the the tabs the colored tabs. tabs and you showed me how to like mark the scenes Meanwhile, we had like six lines, maybe, in the entire first season. <laughs> I but, like, I really worked on them. I'm like, put this tab here and then put the next mm-hmm. tab in the next script <laughs> for the scene we have next week. <laughs> so yes. that's your arc. <laughs> <laughs> it's so true. <laughs> but then when we got back on, when we got back on set, we would be we were already like best friends off camera because we had so much time to bond. Yeah. It was legit. Like what, what was what was on camera yeah. was actually happening in real life, which is amazing. It's too bad I don't like you guys anymore. I know. <laughs> Our rehearsals became noteworthy because then Rose Trochet, who directed a lot of those episodes for a season, said, hey, can I come join in the rehearsal with, with you guys? And we said, yeah, sure. Mm-hmm. So suddenly we'd get we'd get Rose in there and then oh, Jennifer yeah. heard about it and Jennifer's like, oh, I want to rehearse. Can I get together? Uh-huh, rehearse? We did. We started a whole thing. So suddenly our sweet little idea turned a into thing. like whenever there were major group scenes, we would find time to rehearse and it was yeah. incredible. And it made the next day when we had a shoot easier because we were like wrangling cats on a good day. Imagine if we didn't know our dialogue and the beats. I just remember sitting on the floor in front of the fireplace in my little rental duplex with you guys going through our scenes and rehearsing and highlighting and that was so much fun yeah. I tell my kids now I'm, I want you to understand the experiences that I've had in my life like you, I want you to have similar experiences that like affect you profoundly as a person like I've done a lot of stuff I still have a lot of stuff to do but I want you guys to just just try stuff 
like Eli wants to be a music producer. I'm like, go do it. Go be a music producer. Try it. Because if, if I had quit all of the times right. people told me, you're never going to be an actress. I mean, come on, what are the odds? I never would have had these experiences. We couldn't be nostalgic about all of those really long meals at Lumiere <laughs> that we ate. Yeah, it's like, you know what? I think I'll have a, I'll have a hot dog and a Pimm's Cup. Awesome. Yeah. <laughs> Every time I hear the Pimm's Cup, Kate, I think of you. The Pimm's Cup? Oh, God, I used to love that. Pimm's Cup. Aaron? Yes, my love. There's nothing we want more in life than to have you back on the show. Nothing. Oh, I would love to. If you have to come back as an alien, if there's an alien invasion. Ghost. No, no. I don't want Aaron to come back as a ghost. I like it. I don't because we never established some sort of subconscious with the characters. So suddenly Dana being our subconscious 10 years later, however long, makes no sense. I love Aaron's I idea. I love Aaron's idea. Have her be a brand new character. But we did have her come back, remember? And it was a great scene. As a ghost. I know. It, it was, but it was only one. Yeah. It wasn't continual. So we didn't set that theme. I mean, themes can start any day. Who cares? No, no. Make her start fresh. Or Alice becomes totally delusional. She has late onset uh, schizophrenia and she starts having Ooh. delusions <laughs> and, and Dana starts talking to her. Or she could just be overworked and tired. She's overworked and tired and delusional. And then starts seeing <laughs> Dana. No, and she meets this woman when Alice is exhausted and tired, and that's why the other two characters are like, Alice, don't you see? Can you not see the resemblance? And Alice is like, what are you talking about? What? Or, Who? or I think Alice actually invites her onto the show because she's heard of her because she's an activist and she's doing all this work. She's struck by her and they have this incredible conversation. They have so much fun. And Alice is like, oh my God, I'm totally into her. And I think maybe she's gay. And I think maybe she's into me. And you guys are like, Hello. It would be funny if you like when you were in the production office mm -hmm. to just kind of mm -hmm. walk by me and I'm like, oh, hey, like just know. No, yeah, absolutely. Like, where everyone else in the audience would be like, oh, my God. But I would like be the audience yes. who doesn't see it. So great. And you tease it that way. There's like, OK, so we're going to be on in yes. five. Yeah. Are you ready? And it's like, yeah, OK, I'm ready. And I just sort of glance <laughs> up from like the makeup mirror or whatever. And they're doing my makeup. Well, Alice is going to have to do introduce herself to you anyway to say welcome to the show. So it's a brief yeah, introduction. Exactly. There's yeah. nothing. There's no connection. It's like, oh, welcome. And then Alice walks away to get yeah. ready. So it's a slow build throughout an episode. Meanwhile, everyone right. watching is having a heart yeah. attack. Boom. You just pitched a storyline. Well, we'll take it up the ranks. Take it up the ranks. That's actually a really yeah. good one. <laughs> I'll be here decorating houses and building <laughs> furniture. And I'm writing a musical. All kinds of good stuff. Well, the good news is, although Dana passed away, we still have you. Perfect. Aaron Daniels. In real life, we still have you. We love you. you more than anything. And we love you so much. The character has passed away, but but I, people always say to me, they're like, oh my God, you died. I'm like, no, I didn't. I'm, I'm still right here. My character died, which was very tragic, but hi. But hi. Oh right. my God. Alive well in quarantine with two children trying to maintain my sanity. Well, good luck with the sanity. Thank you. When we all can uh, see each other safely, I'm serious. Let's like get together. Let's have a dinner. Absolutely. A socially distanced, COVID-friendly dinner with I the three of us so or something. I would so love that. Okay, good. I'd love nothing more. Me too. Love you, Aaron. I love you guys. I love you, Aaron, so much. I miss you guys. I love you. You know we miss the shit out of you. Talk to you Mwah. soon. Miss you. I know. I miss you. Ciao, too. Bella. Bye. Bye. Bye, honey. Thank you for listening to Panther Podcast, brought to you by Alicia Haley and Kate Manning. Please listen, subscribe on Apple, wherever you get your podcast. If you
want us to keep going, hit that subscribe button. <laughs> Follow us on Twitter and Insta at the Pants Pod. If you like us, leave a review on iTunes. We'll read every single one of them. You can email us at pantspodcast at yahoo.com. We'll try and answer a few questions every week. Rachel Shelley is our editor and producer in the UK. Theme song by Carolina Parra. Graphics by Love Fox. Bam. Bam.